This week's episode of Action Science Theatre is brought to you by the Earl Grey Tea Promotion Board. When you want to trick your friends into drinking flower water, choose Earl Grey. Earl Grey Tea. Oh, what, like you're so great? Hello, Action Science ears. Podcasting is a lot like life on the ocean waves. A thrilling adventure that's been romanticised in the public imagination by 1960s pirate movies, and sometimes you get salt water thrown in your face. Help us feel less alone here on the Good Ship AST by rating us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever, and by sharing our episodes on social media. It really does help other people find us. And knowing there are other people out there wearing AST t-shirts and drinking from AST mugs would warm the cockles of our hearts on the long winter evenings as we contemplate which one of the three of us will get eaten first if a rescue boat doesn't arrive soon. It would be me. Now, on with this month's episode. Hatch is now closed, team. Let's start the checks. Miss Mosey? Doc, as I've told you, I can put a bullet through the eye of a needle from a hundred paces. The overgrown version of the bullet we're sitting in ain't gonna give me any trouble. I'll get us where we need to go. Of course you will. Professor Locke? Oh, yes. May I just say what an honour it is to be working with you on this historic endeavour. I won't let you down, sir. I have full confidence in you, Professor. You're at the cutting edge of your field, and that's always the best place to start cutting. And please, call me Doc. How's your equipment looking? All systems appear nominal, uh, Doc. My experimental communication system is testing green across the board. I've even given her some fresh lettuce. And once we're up there, I'll be ready to do the talking. Ah, Lady Gregory. You're sure you could talk to anything we find up there? If they've got a language, I'll be able to speak it in no time, Doc. Or, as the ticklish people of the Lower Rhine say, Bumblebee Costasuela Zamboni La. Indeed. A very apt saying from a wise people. We'd all do well to bear that note of caution in mind, especially on a Tuesday. And Miss Nelson here will be keeping a cautious eye on her side of things. Isn't that right? Who, me? <laughs> of course. Miss Nelson here is from the firm of Nelson, Nelson and Nelson. A whip-smart legal mind on hand for any legal problems that may arise in this entirely new adventure. Glad to have you aboard. Um, yes, thanks. I am Miss Nelson, but there seems to be some confusion... I'm not actually related to Nelson, Nelson, or Nelson. Very common mistake. I'm a clerk. I just need you to quickly sign some of these forms and I'll be going. I'm sure my boss will be along any moment to join your adventure, which seems jolly nice. I see. (laughs) Be careful of this one, everyone. She has a real sense of (laughs) humour. Uh, no, I'm not actually joking, you see. Please, Miss Nelson. Since I was one week old, I have honed my mind and body to achieve peak human fitness and knowledge in every field. That's why I chose the name Dr. Daring. I have studied extensively under the Buddhist ha-ha monks of the Inagigal Plains, and I can confirm that what you said was humour. Right. Yes, that sounds very nice and everything, But I really... (laughs) And your prowess in every field of human endeavour is why we chose you to lead this team, Doc. Archaeologist of the impossible, adventurer of the unimaginable, Dr. Daring. Thank you, General Haystack, for using my full given name. The system is working well, I see. Good work, Professor. Indeed, I can hear everything that's going on in there. Wonderful. Oh, Lucille and Rogers deserve the credit, not me. No need to be humble, Professor. Once this giant bullet gets loaded down the one-mile-long barrel, we'll shoot into space and into the history books. 1893 will be the year Great Britain adds space to its empire. The maps will have to be huge. Wait, this is just a giant gun that's going to shoot us into space? Um, 
Cyril. There's been a mix-up. I really do need to leave. <laughs> Good one, Miss Nelson. The doors are sealed. Once you've finished your checks, press the go button and you'll be off to space. Godspeed, Team Daring. Set your internet dials to danger as we bring you action. We bring you science and we bring you theatre with Action Science Theatre. Are you really going to try to go into space in a giant bullet? Ha! Somebody didn't read their briefing pack. No, I keep saying I didn't get one because I'm not... Didn't get one? I'd give your clerk a stern talking to for an oversight like that. Yes, she really should not be working for this firm anymore. Oh, seems a bit harsh, but you know your work best. Well, I shall give you the tour. Over by Lady Gregory is the library. We have books here on every significant language in the world, as well as physics, biology, chemistry, juggling, celestial mechanics, and a very extensive collection of pornography. No way to tell what aliens might be into. Best we cover all the bases. And these books certainly do. Most of them are from Doc's private collection. What can I say? It's a hobby. Professor Locke here is in charge of keeping us in contact with the ground. Ah, the radio operator. No, radio is a fad. It'll never catch on. The future, Miss Nelson, is here in this box. A lettuce leaf. No, next to that. A snail? Not just any snail. This is Lucille, and she's part of a bonded pair. Her mate, Roger, is sitting in ground control. This is the future of long-distance communications. A snail, though. What I have discovered is that bonded pairs of snails share a... Well, you might call it a psychic connection. If I tap Lucille gently here on her shell, then Roger will twitch no matter the distance. It's extraordinary. The box detects the twitches and converts them to an electrical signal, which in turn is interpreted by our speakers here. It's thanks to this system that you can hear my voice. Indeed. In the future, everyone will have a pocket snail of their own and will be able to talk instantaneously across the world. Imagine a newspaper being printed in New York and everyone in the world being able to instantly comment on it. It will bring about the golden age of enlightenment and understanding, I have no doubt. And finally, Miss Mosey here is our pilot. Oh, of course. I'm a big fan. Annie Mosey, third best sharpshooter in the world. Third? Sure, behind Doc Daring and Annie O... Don't mention her. Don't even say her name. You hear me, kid? Not another syllable. Fair enough. Now, Annie, put the gun away. A bullet bouncing around here would ruin the furnishings. The only thing she loves more than guns are furnishings. Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> They're nice. Hmm. They are indeed. Only the finest couches, mahogany tables, and more red leather wing-back chairs than you can shake a stick at. Three ornate fireplaces to lean against while smoking a pipe, and the loo is through there. There's a loo? Wow. I'm sorry, I'm sure everyone asks this. How does the loo work? Uh, I'll hand this one over to the professor. Well, it's very simple. Under the seat there's a big hole. Right. And that's it. Where does the hole go? What What do you mean? It's a hole. Just to the outside? How else would a hole work? I studied under the great hole diggers of the Nevada Plains, who dig giant holes in order to get dirt to fill up the previous holes they made as they search for the mystical original hole as described in their holy book. I can confirm that Professor Locke's descriptions of holes is accurate. Right, yes. 
I'm just surprised there's a big hole in the craft. It's okay. We just have to be careful not to fall out the loo. Easy. Can't other things fall out of the loo? That is the idea, Miss Nelson. We call those things blue things. Not nice to think about, when you think about it. No, like, I don't know, air or something? How does it stop the air falling out when we're in space? It must be very clever. Um, of course I know how it works, because I'm Dark Daring, pinnacle of humanity. <laughs> but I may just let the professor take this one. Well, yes, it, um... It does keep the air in, doesn't it? I like air, Doc. It's one of my favourite meals. Don't worry, Team Daring. Since nobody poops air, it's impossible for it to go out of the loo. Only loo things can go out of the loo. Stands to reason. Sounds pretty reasonable. Yes, that's it. Sir Thomas Crapper himself taught me that the very thing as I learned all there is to know about the sacred art of loo making from him. Distinctly remember that. And these loos are the height of luxury. Red leather seats. Living Cross Enterprises spared no expense. I've heard of them somewhere. Don't they make trifle sponges? I was initially suspicious of them, as they were developing a giant gun. When I tracked down their board of directors in a hidden underground volcano base, I asked them why they needed such an engine of destruction. They said it was to shoot people into space, which cleared the whole thing up. Doc put them in contact with me, as I'm the head of the British Investigatory Network. Bin has such a vague remit, I can do whatever I like. It's the perfect partnership between a global superpower and a shady corporate entity. The first of its kind. I'm sure this sort of thing will be fine, with no negative consequences. We should get going, Doc. I've been keeping an eye on the windsock, and if I'm going to hit space at this distance, it's got to be pretty calm. Could be it's nearly time. Very well. Everyone, take your seats. Now, I really think I should insist. I'm really not the right Nelson. Team, you might not know this, but Ms Nelson is utilising what is called a running joke. It's an example of humour. So, last check. Nobody believes me that I'm not the right Nelson, do they? No. No. <sighs> right, where's my seat? Sit there. It's not very comfy. I said that too. It'll be worth the sore bottom, though. You should try sitting in mission control. Very comfy chairs here. Stop complaining. Won't be for long. How come? Because we're being shot out of a gun. It'll be fast. Oh, I would have thought you'd need a really comfy seat. Why? Well... When the train speeds up, you get pushed back in your seat, right? This'll be much faster. So you'll need really comfy seats to stop you being completely squashed. I would have thought. What did you say? Sorry, nothing. Hold on. Ms Nelson's keen legal mind might have spotted an important flaw in our argument with Mother Nature. Yes, maybe we should hold on until I can secure a comfier seat for Lucille. Her tiny red leather wingback chair might not be enough. No, come on, let's just go. It'll be fine. Hmm. Allow me to do some super calculations in my head. That will settle the issue. Right. Carry the four. Take the coefficient. Well, how comfy would you say these chairs are, out of ten? Maybe four? A clear four and a half. Three, maybe? 7.65. That's high. I'm used to horses. These are less Boeing. The chairs here are like a nine. I don't like to give tens because there's always room to improve, but they're really top-notch. Hmm. Maths, 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 yes. Maths, maths, maths. Hmm. Well? I have calculated that it might be sore. How sore? Approximately mm, quite sore. More specific? 
Well, more than a bee sting, less than a banjo to the face. I can take that. Let's go. Hmm. Bullets don't look so good after they get shot. Oh, you bunch of babies. Look, let's just check the library. I haven't had a chance to actually look through them properly, but I think there's some books on mechanics. Let's see here. The mechanics of fast acceleration. Oh, wait, sorry. That's pornography. Oh, and very good pornography, look. Here we are. Debbie does Dallas. Professor John Debbie has done some groundbreaking work using the Dallas equations. The cover looks very beat up. You adventurer types really should take better care of your books. Yes, it does look rather tatty. Burnt, almost. Never mind the books. Let's not examine them too closely, I say. Why don't we all just sit down, press the go button, hmm? Uh, Don't want to miss out on any alien chats. He's right. This is a waste of time. Let me see that book. Oh, What did your taste test tell you, Annie? Rich, oaky flavour, with summery notes and a sweet tang in the aftertaste. Same gunpowder mixture as we're using for our launch. Very distinctive. Hmm. Most of these books seem to have sustained fire damage. That's interesting. Anyway, to space. Wait a minute. There's a handwritten note slipped in between two books. Nothing important was ever written by hand. Just sit down, everyone. Seems to be part of a journal. Journals? More like dolls. Am I right? <laughs> The Journal of Doc Scout. Oh, I went to adventurer school with him. Uh, the team has been assembled. A crack sharpshooter, a polyglot, a lawyer and a scientist. We shall soon be fired into space and into the history books. What is this? It, it goes on to describe the interior of their ship. A giant bullet with a library, red leather wingback chairs and four nice fireplaces to lean against. We only have three. It also says, however, I am beginning to suspect that ours is not the first expedition of this type. I found a scrap of paper hidden between two books that appears to be a journal entry from a previous attempt. In it, they describe a bullet much like our own with five different fireplaces. So, wait. Not only is this not the first expedition, it's not even the second. Dog Scout then goes on to say that the journal entry he found mentions that it found another journal entry. We're not even the third. General? Well, yes, technically I suppose we may have tried this once, or twice before, but you guys are my favourite of all the super teams we've blown up. I mean sent to space. And you guys are definitely going to be the ones that make it. We've ironed out all the problems now. What were the problems? We think it was the number of fireplaces. We're pretty sure three is the right number now. Makes a lot of sense. We take the continued survival of the library to be a sign that we're on the right track. I really should check it for secret journal entries before reinstalling it. I I must make a note. Why would you need to make a note if we're going to be the ones that make it? Yes, of course, but, you know... Doc, I'm not feeling real good about pressing the go button and all this just yet. No, nor I. Guys, look at it this way. We've learned that Living Cross and Bin have done this loads of times. They must be really good at it by now. Yes, But surely they're just getting good at blowing up teams of adventurers. There's a lot of transferable skills there. Look, Professor Locke, you agree with me, don't you? You want to go up there as much as I do. Prove your snail theory. I would like Lucille and Roger to have their time in the sun. Exactly. Think of them, all the work they've put in. Doc? We must do this fairly. Everyone must decide for themselves and we'll take a vote. Each of you must ask yourself if you think they have the right number of fireplaces. 
No bullet I ever shot has ever had even one fireplace. I think it's time we get out of this tin can. Ms. Nelson? This is crazy. And you are all crazy. So I'm with Annie. Lady Gregory? Adventuring is all about danger. We have to take a risk if we're going to find alien life. And finally learn a language which hasn't been touched by bloody Latin. Lady Gregory is right. Adventuring is all about adventure. Ing. And sometimes that means maybe being blown up. I vote we push on. Adventure demands it. Oh dear. Oh dear. It all comes down to you, Professor. Don't I get a vote? No. No. Oh dear, Doc. I don't know what to do. Only you can decide where you stand, Professor. Oh. Lucille, what should I do? Wait a minute. Haystack, can you still hear me? Of course, thanks to the Professor's wonderful system, which he really should be getting on to test about now. Is that so? Then how do you explain that? <gasps> what? What is it? I can't see. Roger! Oh, Roger, how did you get there? Snuck back in with Lucille when I wasn't looking. Roger is there. Roger the snail. Oh, blast, he'd gone out of his little box. I knew I shouldn't have let him read that escapology book. But if Roger is here, how come we can hear you, Haystack? I, uh, well, I, that's just how good your system is, Professor. No, your voice isn't Roger and Lucille's doing. It's radio, isn't it? This whole time it's been... radio. Alright, so maybe just a little bit of radio to help get them started. But we have full faith in your system, Professor. That's one plucky little snail. It must have broken out of its box in mission control, travelled all the way here and climbed up through the loo hole. That's a snail I'd be proud to call my friend. But wait, only loo things can go through a loo hole and snails are not loo things. The loo hole isn't a loo hole, it's just a hole! These giant bullets are really expensive. You can't blame us for wanting to reuse them. Only a little slight foxing on the one you're in. Perfectly serviceable. We've heard enough. You can't fool us. Anymore? Yes, anymore. Well, we'd have worked it out, even if plucky young Roger here hadn't brought us this message of survival. Professor, box up your two little friends. We're getting out of here. Even if we have to shoot our way out. Good luck. I was hoping to do this with your cooperation, but I'm afraid you've left me no choice. The countdown has begun. I thought we controlled that. Lift off in T-minus one minute. Godspeed, Team Daring. You can't do this, Haystack! I can, and I am. The doors are sealed from the outside. There is no escape. Pass you, Haystack! All right, team. Options. Go! The bullet is impervious to my shooting. I got nothing. Professor? We could send Lucille out to someone trustworthy on the outside and send them a distress call using Roger. No time. Oh, yes. Snails. Fair point. Ms. Nelson, that brain of yours has been pretty inquisitive this whole time. Got any ideas? We could use the big hole in the bullet. Just, like, jump down to safety? Of course. We already know it's not a real loo hole. We should be able to get through it, even though we're not loo stuff. Ms. Nelson, you're a genius. Team, let's... I'm not going. You have to come. We'll need your skills to defeat the evil haystack. I can still hear you, you know. I came here to find new languages out in space. Ours bore me to tears. I'd prefer to explode than learn another bloody romantic language. Very well, it's your choice. Quickly, team, everyone! Oh, oh, you've already left. Right, just me then. Godspeed, Lady Gregory. Good luck, Dr. Daring. Hup! Oh! Right, which seat looks comfiest? T-minus five, four, three, two, one. Bang!
Well, it didn't explode. By Jove, it looks like it's actually going to get off the ground. Huh. There it goes. Into the sky. Looks like they got the right number of fireplaces after all. I kind of wish I'd stayed on it now. Yeah, yeah no. me too. Yeah. Oh, good lord. I, I say I'm terribly sorry I'm late. Uh, Philip Nelson of Nelson, Nelson and, um, and, and Thingy. I see you've already met my clerk. Uh, hopefully I, I haven't missed much. Starring in Bullet Time were Dan Bond, Georgie Longley, Francesca Richards, Erin Burns, Charlie Vickery, Steve Pritchard and Dan Booth. Written by Dan Bond and Brian McAwells, produced by Dan Booth. For more Action Science Theatre, including T-shirts and mugs, go to actionsciencetheatre.com. <laughs>